0: The Koi gig pod. I think all the concerns that we have, obviously, being that middle tier are very valid, considering just how much we benefited from playing teams of a higher calibre going into our qualifiers. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless Shave, Magnificent Mo. Daniel Harris is on the line. Good morning, Daniel. Hello. Are you feeling betrayed?
1: <laughs> what is he feeling no. betrayed about? The only thing I could possibly have felt betrayed about was when United actually re-signed Ronaldo. <laughs> but um because I felt that was a betrayal of any kind of decency that the club should have. But obviously I know that football and United don't work like that. But the extent of the excitement about a bloke I don't respect talking to another bloke I don't respect Talking about stuff I don't care about is not something that I find particularly resonant. And other people might disagree. But talking about Ronaldo and United is almost talking about like talking about Billy Meredith relevance to United or Jack Rowley. Ronaldo is finished, and nothing can stop. As Bob Marley said, none of them can stop the time.
0: Well, he, he may be finished, but he's still a Manchester United player earning about half a million pound a week, and he is still the player who dominates. The back page is because an interview like this uh, will resonate, not just around English football, but probably around the world because he is such a global superstar, rightly or wrongly. If you get into what he was actually saying, will many Manchester United supporters take issue with the comments about how the club has stagnated since Alex Ferguson
1: left? I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself and I can tell you about what people I speak to say. Um, no one doubts the fact that United have not been good since Fergie, since Fergie retired. I, I, I don't think anyone would dispute that. The point is that the point is that Ronaldo saying that stuff is not really what he's talking about. Ronaldo's talking about himself because he's upset that he's not getting picked. He's talking about the disrespect to him. And it might be true that United haven't updated their equipment in the, in the changing room or around Carrington or whatever, but that isn't why United are crap and it has been crap and it's also not why United are now getting good again and United are getting good again and they've left him behind and time has left him behind in the way that it does to all of us I mean is
0: is there not a link between all of that and what happens on the pitch that the investment that is needed to make sure the best most talented players in the world have the best of everything around them there's a culture mindset around that that sums up why Manchester United have struggled over the last decade and yes if the jacuzzi isn't the latest model every season should players get upset but it does point to a wider issue at the club that they've sort of been accepting second best
1: no, no, one, no one with any brain would dispute that. But it's Ronaldo. No one's saying Ronaldo's wrong about some of those things. I mean, we don't have exact precise knowledge, as you say, of the brand of jacuzzi that they might have. But yeah, it would not be surprising to me. The Glazers scrimp on everything. Why would they not be scrimping on that stuff as well? But the reason why United aren't where they are is much more to do with the, the investment in the playing side and having the whole club run by Ed Woodward, who's not a football guy and constantly appointing the wrong managers. And if you were constantly appointing the right managers and constantly investing properly in the actual on-pitch stuff and buying the right players and having the right staff picking the right players, then the the peripheral activities, like whether they have the best equipment, would be a lot less significant. And anyway, I don't really think Ronaldo cares about that stuff. I think Ronaldo cares about the fact that he's not getting picked and the manager is right not to pick him. And I think actually by saying all this stuff, in some ways he's done United a favour because... He's making his position untenable. So I think that Ronaldo has been picked for more games this season than he should have been picked. And by making his position untenable, Ten Haggis has the political capital to never pick him again. And I think that is what United need to move away from Ronaldo and to move away from decisions that are not necessarily to do with taking the club forward. So uh, in a way, I was quite pleased to read all this stuff because it was Ronaldo showing himself up, the brat that he is, and making it much easier for United to get rid of him, cancel his contract, and spend the money on a player who will be more useful.
2: That has to happen, I presume, now. He's probably played his last game for United, Daniel?
1: Uh, I hope so.
2: Do you think that's how it'll play out? Or are the club just going to say, listen, this has been unacceptable, you're suspended? How does this? What happens from the club point of view as they sit down this morning, like ourselves, to try and digest this stuff?
1: Um, I mean, ten, ten half presumably would be happy to lose Ronaldo because he doesn't pick him in his best teams, the generally in the games that he really needs to win. I think Ronaldo scored one goal this season. Uh, if you look at United's best performances this season, Arsenal, Liverpool, Tottenham, the one of the common factors is no Ronaldo. So I imagine the club, the suits at the club, will be unhappy with what he said about the way they've been doing the job. Then because the the, ne- the next level down under the Glazers are now football people, like someone like Darren Fletcher. Darren Fletcher, I don't imagine, is going to be pleased to see this and is someone who, I mean, he played with Ronaldo, but the United that Darren Fletcher played for, the United that Darren Fletcher's trying to create now does not include or involve behaviour like this. So my guess is that they, they will just cancel his contract that will enable the club to save whatever obscene wedge of money they've been paying Ronaldo and then do something useful with it and might give Ronaldo scope to go somewhere else because no-one will have to pay for anything. But the problem Ronaldo has is the problem Ronaldo had in the summer is everyone knows he's washed and no-one wants him, so that will hopefully now become Ronaldo's problem and not United's problem.
0: Football obviously moves pretty quickly, but a week ago, Manchester United were beaten 3-1 by Aston Villa and Cristiano Ronaldo was the captain. And Ten Hag is getting a lot of credit for how he's handled the situation. I'm just wondering how he went from a scenario of... Uh, leaving the ground early in pre-season, refusing to come on as a substitute against Tottenham, leaving the ground before the end of the game. And within three weeks of that, he's the captain of the club. Did Ten Hag make a mistake last week?
1: Yeah, I thought so. I, I mean, I, I thought so. I, I wouldn't have done that. I, thought that. I thought, yeah, that was a mistake. But it wasn't a massive mistake. And he explained why he did it, given the players that weren't available and the players that were available. But I don't think that in the round it's going to is very significant at all. United lost that game. They didn't lose that game because Ronaldo was the captain. I don't think Ronaldo being in the side that day was helpful to them trying to win the game. But when it's looked back at, I think on on the whole, Ten Hag has done a pretty good job of dealing with an explosive, potentially explosive situation because United are a much better team now than they were when Ten Hag took over. They've got some level of mentality back. They're starting to get the late goals back. They're quite a likeable team now. And so I wouldn't, when i was trying to look at how ten was doing i wouldn't look specifically about ronaldo the ronaldo situation never mind one decision that he made with regards to ronaldo I'd look at where United were when Ten Hag arrived and I'd look at where United are now and say, yeah, he's doing a pretty good job and people who watch the club are feeling hopeful about it. The people who watch the club professionally can see what's going on. The people, players that play for the club are saying the whole atmosphere around the club has changed and you can see that on the pitch. So rather than try and pinpoint, well, he shouldn't have made Ronaldo captain, I would say, are United a hell of a lot better now than they were in August? And the answer from me and I think everyone else is a resounding yes, so then that's fine.
0: Uh, Ruminate on YouTube said Ronaldo's right Old Trafford has no screens for replays it's 2023 no come on why don't they buy new stuff
1: I think Ronaldo's actually done pretty well that there are no screens for replays (laughs) given the state of his performance
2: <laughs> what, what, um, looking at the Fulham game yesterday and, uh, Jermaine Defoe was making the point afterwards, like, that United obviously had created, uh, like, a lot of good chances, sort of, uh, two and ones, two and twos, three and threes, uh, good chances to get shots away, um, they were pretty gold, gold shy up to a point. Obviously got it done at the end, um, with a brilliant goal, but, um, is Ronaldo 2022 in a position to bury some of those? Like, if you look at it from, a remove it from the two people that you're talking about. Okay. So, so, like, the question is, you know, I know there's not many people, not not so many people on the train of this guy. Actually, is still what we need. Right. But, like, I'm just trying to ask the question or tease out if he's on that pitch yesterday, is he in a position to bury some of those?
1: Uh, I, don't, I think that it's funny you just see him miss a chance every time he's had chances this season almost every time he's missed them he scored once it was a really good goal but every other chance he's had he's missed so I don't think it's that and also you see some of the chances that are missed rather than think Ronaldo would have scored that I think Ronaldo wouldn't have been there to miss that yeah. because he doesn't have the level of dynamism anymore it's, it's gone even even now he's a worse player now than he was last season so, so
2: he's, he's not a 20 goal striker anymore is, is that the a- You know, because that's the the thing that people say, well, listen, he's scoring 20 goals, 22 goals a season. That's what we need.
0: Well, the Europa League games have probably disproved that because they felt almost like testimonials where Manchester United players were just trying to lay it on a plate for him out of charity to get him another goal. And he just kept missing and missing and missing. And
1: he's he's still missing. It it, it happens to everyone. I mean, it happens to us, not in the same way. I remember watching Rio Ferdinand play and saying to the mate I was with, I think Rio might be past it. And then realising that we're roughly ages and thinking, oh... This is past it for him. What am I? Um, (laughs) It it happens to all of us. And Ronaldo cannot stop the time. And he has lost the ability even to finish simple chances because I I don't know why. I mean, but he's not the player that he was. I thought and think that being an impact sub for this United would be pretty good for him and the best that he's doing. That would be a pretty good deal to get paid obscene money to be the kind of father figure to to a young side who are improving. And he could stick around. If I had been him, I'd be thinking, okay, I might be able to get another year on top of that if that's what I'm prepared to do. He's not prepared to do that. That's fine. He's allowed to do that. He's also allowed to say what he wants. But in him being allowed to say what he wants, we're allowed to say what we think about him saying what he wants. And I think he's made himself out to be a spoiled brat with absolutely no conception of reality. And good luck to him. Bye.
0: Uh, They do have a new superstar now, Alejandro Garnaccio uh, with... Uh, brilliant finish the pace he showed uh, now uh, the Fulham defender it was uh, remarkable how much ground was caught up in the space of about right. three seconds there, and then just such a beautiful finish as well uh, without putting too much pressure on his shoulders the success of Manchester United over the next four or five years you'll be able to read a lot into it into how they helped this young player develop if you look at a Marcus Rashford and an Anthony Martial who's burst onto the scene in similar, maybe even more explosive fashion and we thought we're going to go on and dominate the English game and here we are in 2022 and Martial is nowhere near the French squad and Rashford is just about making the England squad and have been so inconsistent that United need to have the framework in place that a Garnacho can blossom now over the next four or five years.
1: Uh Yeah, the, I mean, those guys, Martial and Rashford, they're different characters, I think. Rashford seems to be a much more driven, competitive individual, whereas Martial seems someone who's got to where he got to, just on pure talent, and he's now at that crossroads in his career where it's, can he, um, Tenoff has said this a few times about him, Tenoff really likes him as a player, and he fits, there's no, United don't have a centre-forward like Martial and having Martial and the team elevates United, but Ten has said he's got all the talent and it's up to him. Does he have the drive? Can he find the drive within himself to be the kind of player that means he plays for United regularly? Rashford's a little bit different, but both those players, they played under so many different managers and so many different styles, with so many other crap players not playing well, that they found it difficult to develop because they haven't had that consistency of managerial instruction consistency of coaching quality of coaching quality of teammates that now that now they have so we're going to see with them my suspicion with Rashford is that he probably is as good a rotation player and first change as it's possible to get in a side that wins the big pots I'm not sure he's going to be quite good enough to be to be that guy who makes things happen in a side that seriously challenges for the league in the Champions League but I'd say, we'll give him a year under 10 half and we'll see how that goes. But on that show, it's much too early to say, but I agree, with, I agree with your point about that absolutely shocking pace that he has, where it's almost impossible to believe he got from A to B so quickly. Mm. So some players have that kind of gradual pace where they take them a while to get going. He has incredible acceleration. He's someone who stamps on the gas rather than eases onto the gas. And what I really like about him is at the end of it, he has the composure to do something quite delicate, despite the fact that he's moving so quickly. And also, he knows yesterday it's the last kick of the game. And one of the things I really liked about show, even in midweek, was that I think before the third goal against the Filler, the ball came to him and he didn't stop to think about what he was doing. He just punched a really simple but firm hard, I call it a Roy Keane pass, the, the, the right pass hit at the right pace that then that then yields a goal. And that is, that is very promising. Uh, we've got excited about lots of young players who've done stuff before who weren't quite good enough, but you can see that they're really excited about Garnacho. They know that all the technical aspects are in place, and some of the mental aspects are in place as well. I, I think that he's got the drive, and he's got the confidence. It's about finding the balance. And I say this quite a lot. I'm sure I must have said it to you guys over the last few years, that I know what an idiot I was at his age without the aggravating factors of talent, um, of talent, fame and money. So for someone to behave like a bit of an idiot sometimes when they're young is understandable, but he's got good people telling him what to do. He's got good professionals around him. So he's got a really good chance of becoming an excellent footballer.
0: I wouldn't like to see the CCTV footage of Midas Nightclub and Ballyharness when I was <laughs> 18. You know, I can tell you
2: that much. <laughs> people digging <laughs> through the archives as we speak.
0: Wouldn't, wouldn't be pretty for anybody uh, I think Noel Cahill sums it up on uh, Cristiano Ronaldo Ronaldo say that United are stuck in the past but signing him was United living in the past he can't have it both ways and that probably is correct that at the time a healthy dose So-so. of nostalgia felt is, is it- like what Manchester United needed but they couldn't have been more wrong
1: I uh, sort of. I felt like they. I understand that at the time I thought he was just going to be an upgrade on Cavani as the as a striker to have, who would be helpful to have around. And it turned out, I thought, it turned out to be the case because if you took Ronaldo away from United last season, they would not be even in this season's Europa League. He was. He was not He was too slow and he was probably not a good attitude and ne- not necessarily good for the rest of the players. But if United had not signed him, and it wasn't Ronaldo or another centre-forward, it was Ronaldo or no one, I think last season would have been actually even worse than it was. So I can see why you would make that point that it was of kind of a nostalgic tribute act, tribute act almost like signing like the, the kind of tribute act of Ronaldo, but he was just a tribute act to himself. But if that signing hadn't have happened, last season would have been even more unbearable than it was.
0: Daniel, thank
1: you as always. No right, have, have a good day everyone. Right.
0: OTB AM with Gillette in association with Movember. Effortless shave magnificent modes.